Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message. All right, so let's turn in our Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12. And I'm going to read it, and we've been reading it uh, every every basically every service um, through this series because this is where we're basing um, this series out of but let's go ahead and go in there and while you're turning in your bibles um i want to remind you that uh, like they said the g groups are coming but not only that that night of worship and the night of worship is the end to our prayer and fast so uh since august 9th we've been uh in 21 days of praying and fasting and uh, with a with a focus, a, a strong fo- focus on prayer, and we want to end those 21 days with with a uh, exciting night of worship where we're gonna just uh, praise God, magnify God for what He has done in the the 21 days. Where I know that if you are participating in this, God is doing something crazy, and um, so if you're not doing it. I want to encourage you we got one more week left to do it so jump on in the mornings we're praying from 6 a.m to 7 a.m and in the evenings we're praying praying from 7 p.m to 8 p.m and we're going to be here in the building majority of the times there'll be announcement if we can't be in the building but we'll be here for those times but not only that is we're also putting it up on facebook so we understand you guys have lives and families and things of that same sort so don't miss out though is what i'm trying to say is you can get online and jump online and then if you can't do it at those times guess what facebook it records it you can watch it at another time so i just want to encourage you get along with us take this next week get into the prayer um and um if you can fast because i feel like God is really doing something powerful and mighty and then come out next Sunday because we're gonna have a good time and we're gonna magnify God and we're gonna worship God all right so let's read uh first Corinthians I think this is the Bible verse that uh should be up on the screens (coughs) excuse me it says now concerning spiritual gifts brethren I do not want you to be ignorant you know that there are Gentiles carried away with these dumb idols however you were led Therefore, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences in ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activity, but the same God who works in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to the one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit another word of knowledge through the same spirit to another faith by the same spirit to another gifts of healing by the same spirit to another the working of miracles another prophecy to another discerning of spirits to another different kinds of tongues and to another the interpretation of tongues but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills so today um, we're going to be talking about the inspiration gifts let's pray dear heavenly father we thank you for this morning we thank you for what you're going to do we praise you god for what you've already done and as we go into speaking today about these inspirational gifts that you have given us by the power of your holy spirit i ask that you um, prepare our hearts and our minds to hear 
um, open our hearts to our, our thoughts and our minds to, to being taught what your word of God says about these things and the reason why you want us um, to accept these things. We thank you, Father God. I ask that you give me uh, your words and that your Holy Spirit take over, Father, that it not be my own imaginations and my own thoughts, Father, but it be straight and direct from you by your power, your Holy Spirit. We thank you, and in Jesus' name we pray all these things. Amen and amen. All right, so like I said, this is a series that we've been in, and um, I'm just going to continue, and I'm more of a teacher than a preacher, so I'm going to probably stand, but I also have a stool, so I might end up sitting down um, also. Uh, but I am a, a teacher, and I've been given this honor to do that. But like before we get into that, we know Pastor Chino, he's been going through uh, um, the gifts of the Spirit. And he has talked with us about how the gifts of the Spirit um, have been put, there's nine of them, and they have kind of go in groups of threes. So we've gone through two groups of threes, and today we're going to talk about the last group of threes, which are the inspiration gifts. But before that, I want to just give you a quick recap of what he went through. Remember last week, he talked about the uh, power gifts. But before that, he talked about the gifts of revelation, the, gift, the revelation gifts. And these are the gifts where we think about God, or we think like God. Um, there's uh, the gift of word of wisdom. And he explained to us those are that, that that's a gift that you get when um, God reveals to you a future event about something that is going to happen. And then there's the gift of word of knowledge, where he reveals something uh, specifically about uh, uh, the past, something that you would not have known. There's nothing written in a history book. Uh, you, you've never met this person before, but you know something about their past, and it's true. Or maybe something that they're actually going through right now in the present time. And God just tells you, this is what this person is going through. Go talk to them. And that's a word of knowledge. And then there's the discerning of spirits. Um, and the discerning of spirits is, is not only just knowing and being able to recognize evil spirits, but also to, to understand and know the intentions and motives of people's hearts um, and to see into those, those things when you have this gift. Um, so like I said, he was talking about those, but then he also talked about the power gifts. And the power gifts are what God does through us, all right, what he does. So it's the gift of faith. Um, with the gift of faith, remember, it's where you believe and then God does something right, on your behalf. It's not just like a natural faith that, that you have. Like, so a natural faith is something like, okay, I have a seed, and I know that if I put it in the ground, something can grow out of it. Now, does it always grow? No, but I have faith that if I plant the seed, something can grow. That's a natural faith. That's not what this kind of faith is talking about. This is the kind of faith that, that you know and you believe, but only God can do it. All right, so like when Elijah called down fire from, from heaven, or, or when Daniel was like, put me in the lion's den, nothing's going to happen to me. You know, I'm going to have that type of faith. Then there's the working of miracles. The working of miracles is, is where God works through you. So it's something that you have no human power or, 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 or conscious or understanding to do something, but God does it. So he puts like a natural strength or an understanding of something that, I'm, I'm sorry, he puts a supernatural strength or understanding of something that you would never be able to either understand or do. So like David, 
David had supernatural strength with his bare hands to kill lions and bears. That's, that's supernatural. That's not normal nor ordinary. There's no other people that can just go and kill. Um, Samson pushing down the walls. There's, that's miracles, okay? And that's God working through you. And then, and then the last power gift he talked about was gifts of healing. And that's a plural. And we talked about that last week. And, and not every person has all of the gifts. Of, cannot heal all illnesses or ailments. Because if you did, then you would be Jesus, right? So certain people have different gifts to heal different illnesses and different um, ailments. All right? And we saw that. We saw last Sunday there was people, he called people up. We prayed for Renee. And her back was healed. She, and he, he followed up with her even during the week. And she's like, it's still there. It's like, she said it was something like where you know that there was pain there in the past. But there's this weird, odd feeling that when you kind of like go into a position or do something, you think it should be there, but it's not there anymore. She was healed. And that was just some miraculous healing that, we, that she received last week. So these things are, are real, and it's true. Um, so today we're going to talk about the inspiration gifts. The inspiration gifts are three gifts. Like I said, we've been talking about them in series of threes. So take out your notes, take out your, your, your pieces of papers or whatever you want to do, your phones, however, to take notes. Because like I said, I'm more of a teacher, and we're going to go through these three gifts. Um, and the three inspiration gifts are gifts of tongues, the gift of interpretation of tongues, and the gift of prophecy. I, I know that these three sometimes can be uh, a little bit confusing to people and a little bit scary for people. But uh, the Bible is very, very clear. I'm sorry. Let me just pull this out a little bit. Maybe oh, this is popping. Um, the, the Bible is very clear what these, these gifts are for and how to act and behave in these gifts. So... Right off the top, these gifts, they're, they're gifts for the benefit of the church. Just like all the other, all the other gifts that, that God has given us, it's to benefit the church. And when I say church, not mean like this church building or this specific place. I'm talking about the body of Christ, the people, the believers, the things. So revelation, the gifts of revelation and the gift of power have a lot more um, effect on uh, non-believers and things of that sort. And these inspirational gifts are, are used a little bit more internally with believers, but that's not to say that this cannot be a sign or a wonder that someone who does not believe um, can see these gifts and 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 come to know who Christ is. But it's specific. The Bible says they're for the benefit of the church, and it's to edify, to exhort, and to comfort. All right? The inspiration gifts are for edification, exhortation, and for comfort. So just keep remembering that, and as I go through each one, you're going to hear me say these words, and we're going to kind of go through them, and you're going to have an understanding of what those things are as we go through. But just remember, it's going to be for edification, exhortation, and it's going to be for comfort. So the gift of tongues. What is the gift of tongues, okay? It's scary sometimes when you see someone, you know, in using the gift of tongues. It can be like, okay, what is going on? I totally understand that. But this is what it is. It's a supernatural utterance from God. There is no relation to a person's abilities of thinking or knowledge or anything. All right. So there's some things to note when you when when you when you're talking about speaking in tongues or the gift of tongues. There's two different things. There's the first thing is is it, 
there's a, uh, it's, it's a personal prayer language. Okay, when, when you use the gift of tongues, it's be, when it's between you and God, it's between you and God. It's your prayer language. This is always that it flows directly from you and your spirit directly to God. Okay, and it's for edification. So for building up, for giving strength. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God. For no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. He who speaks in a tongue edifies himself. So edify meaning to build up, to strengthen. So there is an aspect to the gift of tongues where it's your personal prayer language, where there is times where you are going to speak in tongues and it is to pray to God directly because maybe you don't have the words or maybe because God wants to use um, that gift in that moment for that particular edification basically to build you up. All right, the second thing is the gift of tongues that is for the church, okay, the body, like I explained. This is when the gift of tongues is used in a public nature. It's out in front, like as if I'm standing out in front of you, in front of the people of God, and it's used as a public message for the church or for someone when you're gathered together. But here's the thing. It needs to come in tandem with an interpretation, and this is why. In Paul, for, uh, for, uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 14, Paul says, the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongue and inquirers or unbelievers come in. Will they not say that you are out of your mind? If anyone speaks in a tongue, two or at the most three should speak one at a time and someone must interpret. There has to be an interpretation. When it is a message for the church, for others, not between you and God, but when it's for someone else and it's publicly, there has to be an interpretation, all right? And uh, this, is, this gift we will talk about in just a moment. We'll get into that. But before we do that, there, you want to know what the purpose is, obviously, okay? The purpose, like I said, is always for edification for yourself when you're doing it in your personal prayer language or for others when you're doing it publicly as a message for others before church or to someone else. And it's always to edify. It's always to build up. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, I wish you all spoke in tongues. This is Paul speaking, but even more that you prophesied. For he who prophesies is greater than who speaks in tongues, unless indeed he interprets and that the church may receive edification. And then in 1 Corinthians 14, 12, it also says, even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to ex excel. So just like all the other gifts, the gifts of tongues and the interpretation that uh, when it's done publicly is so that the church can be edified, that people can be built up so they can understand and be strengthened in who Jesus Christ is and in their walk. It's, uh, there's... So, so the question is, is why would you want to do that? Why, why would you want to uh, go up either and use the gift of tongues publicly in front of someone or maybe like you're in the corner and you're praying and, and it happens and the gift comes upon you and you're like, okay, well, why? Well, because first it magnifies God. In Acts 10, it says, for they heard them speaking with tongues and it magnified God. All right. You would do it also to edify the church, just like I told you. 
it was for your personal prayer language and you um, want to edify uh, others and pray uh, that the church be edified. And then the last thing is, is to pray um, in tongues sometimes is a source of intercessory prayer. All right. So in Romans, I want to read this. Uh, Romans 8.26, it says, um, for when we do not know what to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. There are times in our lives when we just have no words for, to, to come to God with. That we are hurt or broken so desperate, so uh, just broken that you don't even have words. Like, God, I, I, I'm so broken about this situation. I can't even talk to you about it. I can't even pray and in those moments, God can put the gift of, of tongues over you and he and the spirit inside of you with groanings too deep for words will begin to intercede for you. And it's, it's crazy, but it's true. It happens. It's 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 so deep. But um, just so you know, Jesus spoke about tongues. And it, and it is for everyone. He spoke about it in Mark 16. He says, um, the signs will follow you for those who believe in my name. And they will cast out demons and they will speak with new tongues. All right. So just understand that this is something that, that Jesus and God has gifted us. And it's for the edification of the church and it's for the edification of ourselves to be built up. In the Old Testament, you're not going to find anything about the gift of tongues. And the reason being, and I just want to make this clear, is, is because the gift of tongues came in Acts 2. When the beginning of the church, the church dispensation, which was the new beginning of the church, the gift of tongues came at the day of Pentecost. It says in Acts 2.4, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterances. So it is for us, it is for everyone, it is to edify. It wasn't for before, but it was for when Jesus established his church on the day of Pentecost. All right. And it is still available to us at this time. And that brings us to the second inspiration gift, because with the gift of tongues, like I said, the gift of interpretation of tongues must work in tandem with the gift of tongues, okay? Now, the gift, the interpretation, obviously, it's the verbalization or the, the, the speaking in, a, in the, the, the natural language of the message that was given in tongues, Okay, so it happens when, like I explained earlier, when the tongues is given in a public place, when the tongues is given um, uh, to the church publicly as a message, that is when it has to happen. Um, it's, it's, it's for anyone and everyone, just like all the other gifts. Here, um, it says in 1 Corinthians 14, 3, it says, it says, wherefore, let him that speaks in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. Okay? So it, 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 it says it, we read a little bit earlier that it's not, it's not beneficial to, to the hearers or the unbelievers unless there is an interpretation. So God has developed this gift to go in tandem with the gift of tongues so that we may be edified, we may be exhorted, and we would be comforted in it. So let me just explain a couple things about the, the gift of interpretation so we understand that. It's not a translation. So a translation is a word-for-word word, um, uh, explanation of what, what is being said. So when you translate a language, you, you translate word-for-word. Word. This is exactly what was said. But that's not what an interpretation is. 
The interpretation, interpretation is like a deep root meaning. It's the meaning that the, the meaning of the message that God wants to get to you. Um, it's, it's, it's sometimes, that's why sometimes if you've ever experienced this, um, uh, you've heard this gift, um, take place where the gift of tongues comes out publicly for a message for the church and then an interpretation comes sometimes the gift of tongues is a, a little bit longer and 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 a lot more words and then the interpretation comes and maybe it's two or three words because it's the meaning it's not a word-for-word -word translation all right um, and then interpretation the gift of interpretation it requires faith it's like, like I was saying, when you have the gift of interpretation, sometimes God is not going to give you the entire interpretation of everything that was said. And definitely is not going to give you the entire translation of what was, was done in that message. He may give you two or three words, and then you'd have to start speaking. God says, be still. And then in that, he can continue to move and maybe reveal more meaning behind so it, it does require um some faith some t uh, so interpretations also they come it comes in two different ways okay it is known to come verbally where um so the gift of tongues comes and then uh all of a sudden the interpretation comes to someone and it's spoken out verbally they hear words and they speak them all right, not of their own mind, not of what they think is being said. It's something supernatural that the Holy Spirit gives. Um, or it also comes sometimes where the people who have the gift of interpretation can see a vision. So all of a sudden, the message goes out, it's spoken in tongues, and someone in, who has the gift of interpretation will begin to see a vision play out in front of them. And it would be their responsibility before God to describe the vision as the message to the people of God. Remember, this is not to edify that person. This is not to build up that person who is giving the interpretation. It's not to make them feel like they are any better than anyone else. It's a message that God wants to tell his people to edify, build up, exhort, encourage, and comfort them. Number three, the tongues and interpretation of tongues, they're always regulated by the scripture. All right. If the interpreter tries to operate outside the word of God, the gift is going to cease. It's not going to continue. If the message of God can't go, it, the message is, is if it's interpreted and said something and it actually goes against what God has already spoken in his word, then it is not a true interpretation and it's not from God. So it is there, uh, the, the gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation are regulated by scripture. It's going to be meaningless to publicly speak in tongues, saying that there's a message that God has for you. You speak in tongues where no one understands without an interpretation because it doesn't edify anyone but the speaker. And then the last thing you need to make note about these things, and this is something that um, um, makes it kind of scary because there are times where people say this and you're like, what? I don't understand that. But in actuality, there is no loss of control with the gifts of the Spirit. So if someone is telling you they're speaking in tongues and they can't stop and it's just coming and they're acting hysterical, that is not the gift of the Spirit. 
They are not working with the gift of the Spirit. It says in 1 Corinthians 14, 20, 28, that if there is no one with the gift of interpretation, then let one with the gift of tongues be silent publicly. Meaning, if, if Paul is saying you can be silent, then there's control. All right? So in 1 Corinthians 14, says it says, and the spirits and the prophets are subject to the prophets. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace as in all the churches and the same. So if there's a loss in control, there's, not, there's, there's confusion and there's not peace. And you're not under the power of the Holy Spirit. So not only that, is God never forces you to do something. He's never going to take your control away to give your life to Christ for salvation. He's never going to take your control away to be used with his gifts. He's never going to take your control away to make decisions on, on your behalf. He, you have the will. You have the control. So, so there is no loss of controls with, with uh, the gifts of the Spirit. So the last gift that I want to talk about of the three that we, we, we're going over is the gift of prophecy. And the gift of prophecy is, um, is one of these other gifts that's very, very, very misunderstood. And in 1 Corinthians 14, 3, it says, But he who prophesies speaks edification and exhortation and comfort to men. So the gift of prophecy is, the, is part of the inspiration gifts. But it is, like I've been saying, used for the edification, exhortation, and comfort of men. So the gift of prophecy, this is what it is. It's a miraculous act of communication. So when you're talking about tongues, you don't understand it. Okay, it's a language unknown to you. But when you're talking about prophecy, it's, it's going to be in the language that you understand and that others understand. So it's going to be understood by you, the speaker, and also man. It's, it's spontaneous, meaning it happens right away. It's from divine revelation, and it's empowered by the Holy Spirit. Okay, so if you take the Greek word uh, prophecy or prophesy, prophesying, which is the verb of actual prophecy, which is the noun, it means to speak forth, all right? It, it's, it's, it's one of these things, and, and the reason why I'm giving you all this information is because a lot of people misunderstand this gift, and they take this gift, and they say that this gift is the ability to predict the future. And that is not what the Word of God says. Go back. 1 Corinthians 14, he who prophesies speaks edification, exhortation, and comfort to men. It doesn't say anything about predicting the future. And I know that this is confusing, so I'm going to go into very easily and very um, give you a, a, a clear understanding of why it is not to predict the future. Okay, It's an inspiration gift, and it's for proclamation, to speak forth. It's not to predict the future. Now... There is another thing that's called the office of a prophet. If you are called and appointed by God to be a prophet, then you will reveal the future, okay? And the difference, and, and that's biblical also, I'll just give you, if that's Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, he says, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to protect, perfect man, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, 
that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every war, every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things unto him who is head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So there is an office of apostle, there's an office of prophets, evangelists, pastors. Those are callings. That, do, that doesn't get put on every single person who is a believer. The gifts of the Spirit are for every single person who is a believer. So there's two different things we're talking about. So without getting too deep, because we can get in really deep about this kind of stuff, and I don't want to do that. I want to give you the basics so that you can have understandings and you guys can um, allow God to show you more and get into deeper things if you'd like on your own. But the most important difference between the prophet's office and the gift of prophecy is that the prophet, he is a person who is first called to be a prophet, has been appointed by God, but he is greatly used in the gifts of revelation. Now, remember, I went over the gifts of revelation earlier. The gifts of revelation are the, the words of wisdom, which is um, things that will come to pass, that you'll know things that will come to pass, gifts of uh, word of knowledge, which is things that you know from the past or the present and the discerning of spirits. So when you are a prophet, you are working deeply and greatly with the revelation gifts. You have been gifted greatly with those gifts. All right. Um, and with other gifts as well, obviously, with the gift of prophecy, which there is no revelation in the gift of prophecy. The, grift of, the gift of prophecy is to bring... Uh, Encouragement, which is exhortation. Edification, which is building up and to comfort men. And then another thing is to remember that when someone uh, is gift like us, maybe not in the office of a prophet, not, a, not, as, not called to be a prophet, but is, is a believer. And like I said, all the gifts are available to all believers. Who's to say God isn't saying that in, in, in one moment, he's going to use you with the gift of prophecy, which is to build up and strengthen and encourage and to comfort man, but also not give you a word of wisdom, which would be telling someone what will happen in the future. Okay, so let's not limit God in that. So I'm not saying, I'm saying you can only be a prophet to be able to uh, use these gifts. Uh, I'm just explaining how it all, how it all works, uh, biblically speaking. So number two, we, we need to recognize the gift of prophecy is not preaching. So it's not predicting the future, but the gift of prophecy is also not preaching. So when I was asked to come bring the word today, and Pastor Chino's like, I got to go. Can you preach that Sunday? I have to, by my own human intelligence, study, prepare, read books, go and, 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 um, and, and, and present the word of God. So prophecy is not preaching. Prophecy is spontaneous. It's something that happens right away. Where, where you're walking by someone, and I have an, uh, I'm, I'm going to share a quick testimony about that in a little bit, but like you walk by someone and all of a sudden you, you don't know the person, you don't know anything about their life, and it's like all of a sudden God says, go tell that person he is loved. 
or go tell that person, I see you. And it's like, okay, now I need to go speak a word of prophecy, a word of encouragement, a word of exhortation to that person. Um, and it is not done with my human intelligence. Not only that, is the gift of prophecy isn't rebuke, okay? So there have been times um, where, you know, there is, you're there and they'll use, God has told you and he's going to try and like put you out there, and like the prophet of God puts you out there in front of everyone. That is not what the gift of prophecy is. Remember, the three things do not include rebuking. And it's biblical because in 2 Timothy 3, it says all scripture is God-breathed and useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be uh, thoroughly equipped for good work. So does it say the gift of prophecy is God-breathed and useful for teaching and rebuking and correcting? No. It says all scripture. That means the word of God is what's used for rebuking and correcting, not the gift of prophecy. All right? Um, and then... Uh, one last thing, the gift of prophecy is not for criticism. It goes along the same idea. It's not about putting one opinion, a person's opinion against another person's opinion. It's a divine operation under the anointing to help lift other people's up. Not, when you criticize someone, you're bringing them down. All right? So that's not what the gift of prophecy is. So what is the purpose of prophecy? All right? What I, I keep saying it. The purpose, he who prophesies, edification, exhortation, and comfort of man. Well, okay, well, what exactly do those things mean? Edification, it's to build up, it's to strengthen. If someone is afraid, the gift of prophecy, when you go and you edify and build someone up, when someone is afraid, it takes away that fear. We use the gift of prophecy to build each other up and strengthen each other. Exhortation means to urge or to encourage. This is when, when you need, when, when someone is going through something and the devil is coming against them and there are things in their life that they just, it just discourages them. This is where you can use the gift of prophecy to urge them, encourage them into walking deeper with Christ and getting through those situations. And then the last thing is for, for comfort which is consolation. There's a divine comfort that, that when this gift is used, that removes distress, it removes sorrow, it removes persecution, it removes suffering. That's what the gift of prophecy is. And everybody can use it. Gifts are activated by the faith, okay? So in everything that we're talking about, all the gifts, remember, they're always activated by faith, okay? It can feel weird, I mean, if you receive the gift of tongues, it can be very, it can be, it can feel silly. I mean, I've been there. I understand what, what that is. But there is a, a, a aspect of faith that has to come in. These gifts are from God. It's in the Bible. He says it. And they're directed directly from God. And when things sometimes are directed from God and they are from God, they're, they're, there are times when there can be a lack of human comprehension. And that's where faith comes in. You're not going to understand everything that God has for you on, an, on a normal basis. And these things, these gifts, you're not going to fully understand all the time. If you fully understood it and you knew everything about it, then it's not a gift and it's not, it's not from the Holy Spirit. There is a faith aspect that comes to it. 
God is all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's sovereign. He moves in ways that we're never, ever going to completely and fully understand. And that's why we have to have faith when we're discussing and, and, and believing about these gifts for ourselves. The second thing we have to do is we have to think we have to be obedient. There is an obedience level. There has to be a submission to the authority of God. We have to say there, there, that, that these gifts, they're spoken about in God's word. And we have to get to the point where we submit to that and we say, you know what? I believe that these are God's gifts. I believe that they're for me. We've studied, we've shown, there's so much inside of me. And, and you know what, God? I'm going to surrender. I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to allow you to move through me. I'm going to allow you to flow through me. I, wanna, I, want, I want you to show me these things. And then it takes action. The first action might be that you, you must earnestly ask for these gifts. It says it in the word. You might actually, hey, I, I don't think I have any of these gifts. But you know what? I'm going to take some action, God. Like, I want you to use me. I'm going to take, take that step of faith, and I'm going to ask. And once he starts using you and, and giving you these gifts, you got to act out. It's, it's kind of hard. It's, it's hard when we're talking about tongues and like all of a sudden you're like, okay, I'm starting, but I'm, I'm going to go to the corner and hide, yeah. which is okay for the beginning. But once you get to the point where you understand what God is doing and that gift is revealed in you, he might want to call you out in front, front publicly to give a message where that there is someone in the audience that has the gift of interpretation to actually give a message to people. God wants our obedience. He wants our faith. And he wants us to step out and make, take action. It's crazy because in my life, this is, I've shared my testimony a little bit with uh, some, some people who've been through growth track and, and stuff like that. But I grew up in the church, but I grew up in a church that did not believe in any of this stuff, did not believe in the gifts of the spirit, um, didn't understand any of that stuff. And um, I went through a rebellion, and I, I've kind of told people, I, for about 10 years of my life, I just w lived a worldly lifestyle, didn't want to have anything to do with God. I still believed in God, just didn't want to have anything to do with him. And when I came back to Christ, there's a whole story around that, but I ended up coming back to church and giving God another chance in, in my life and saying, okay, I need to, to change. And it's crazy because I ended up in this like um, small little Pentecostal church and in that church they believed in all the gifts and and I walked in and honestly I'm going to be completely honest I thought it was kooky like I thought it was weird I was scared I was I just I could not handle the things that I was seeing and the things that I was um, witnessing, it was just, it was crazy. I mean, uh, people speaking in tongues and, and uh, you know, people coming up and s saying things about me that were like true, but I, like, how do you know that about me kind of stuff and, and just things. And, and it was scary. Healings taking place, people like getting delivered and set free from demons right there in front of you. And you're like, okay, this is crazy. Crazy. I can't deal with this. But I went back there and I, I, I've shared my testimony. It was about a year and a half that I was kind of in and out of that church and I was still just struggling with so many different things. And um, 
It's crazy because in those moments when I was there, God just began to build up faith. He began to reveal certain things happening. Um, like he just woke up faith inside of me where he, I witnessed things and I didn't completely believe them, but I, I was like, but this is real. So that's the faith aspect that, that God began to reveal in me. I mean, I remember the, uh, my mentor, I've spoken about her in the past, my mentor, Carolyn, she's, she passed away, but, um, at that time she was, um, she was one of these ones that like God used her in every single one of these gifts. It was the crazy. I have never seen someone like this woman before, like literally would pray over computers when they weren't working and they would start working. Like, okay, this is like the craziest things that I would see. But it was funny because one of these stories that I wanted to tell about her was that one day um, I used to work with her and we used to do, uh, I used to work in a mortgage company with her and uh, she was my boss and she would come in and sometimes it was kind of crazy. She was all over the place, but she would walk in one day and she's like, Hey, how are you? And then like two seconds later, she's like, okay, I got to go. I'm like, what? You just got here. What do you mean? She said, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. She said, I'll be right back. I got to go to the bank. All right, go. I'm going to work. Okay. You crazy? I'm going to go work. So a couple hours later, she comes back and then she explains this whole story to me. This is the most amazing story. So she walks out, she goes to the bank. She, she's, she, she tell, she's telling me the story. She says, I, when I walked into the office, Lydia, I heard from God. God told me, go to the bank. I didn't know why I needed to go to the bank. She says, I don't know what I was going to do, but when God tells me to do something, I do it. I said, okay. She ran to the bank. She walks in the bank, and she's like, okay, God, I have no idea why I'm supposed to be here, but I'm here. What's going on? All of a sudden, she turns around out of one of the back offices, there's another girl that goes to our church that actually works with us. And she um, uh, is also being mentored by, by Carolyn at this time and is going through her whole process and journey. And she looks up and she sees her and this girl's like, starts getting angry. What are you doing here? Why are you here? What's going on? Carolyn's like, I don't know why I'm here, honestly, but God told me to come to the bank and I don't know, what are you doing here? She says, so this girl all of a sudden breaks down, begins to cry. She's saying that she had gone to the bank because she was going to do some bad business. Let's just leave it at that, okay? She had connections with the bank, and she was going to do some bad business, but she hadn't done it yet. And when she saw Carolyn, she was like, I'm not going to do it. And then Carolyn says, okay, I understand. God told me to come to the bank to stop you from doing what you were going to do because you were going to end up in a lot of trouble. And they both left the bank together and then came back and told me that story. But that is the amazing things that God can do when you, you find faith, when, you, when you, you're obedient, because she had to be obedient and she took the steps of action. And not only that, when, I mean, I, 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 that built my faith. Like, even in my testimony, it built my faith. And I had to come to the, to, to, the, to the point where I needed to surrender. So, like I said, it was a year and a half. I was in church, and I was on the fence, and I'd see these things, and I kind of, the faith was there, but I was just a mess. And it literally took me, and I've shared with you some, some of you guys, that I actually did, like, a... a, a, a 
uh, ultimatum. I don't know if that's the right word, but like I did a deal with God. Like God, you gotta, you gotta change me. You gotta show me that this is real. You gotta show me that you're real, or I'm done with this. I don't want to have anything to do with church. I don't want to have anything to do with with you anymore. That's it. I'm done. And I prayed this prayer, and I said, Lord, I will surrender and submit to your authority. I will go to church. I will try and seek you. I will put away all the worldly lifestyle and everything. I'm not going to even go back to that. I'm going to take some time. I'm really going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to sing the worship songs. I'm going to do everything you ask me. I'm going to submit. I'm going to be obedient to what you're asking. And I've shared with you guys, in that moment, God just completely rocked me changed me, set me free. I, I, I mean, just things like radically changed, even to the point where like, I was still touchy on the whole tongues. I just gotta be honest. I was still touchy on that whole, that whole thing where, where God didn't just like miraculously all of a sudden one day just, you know, put the gift on top of me. But through my restoration process and through, he began, I, all of a sudden it was one day and it, I know it was because I was, I was struggling and I needed some sort of freedom and I needed some, some sort of edification, some sort of strengthening and building up in that moment. And I, I answered an altar call and I went to the front and I was just like on my knees crying and praying. And in that moment is when the gift of tongues came upon me and I really didn't even know what was going on but I know that when I when I stood up and I walked away from that um, particular moment after that I felt strengthened and I felt comforted and I felt encouraged that God was um, working in me and making me new and doing new and um that was just my step of obedience. And even to this day, I'm still struggling with the action part. I'm still struggling with, with having to, to, to speak out and do certain things. Me even being up here is difficult and, and, and not in my nature. I like to be in the back. Um, but God is, is, is asking me to step up and, and take action. And um, even when we went last week to, or two weeks ago, we were away and we went to L.A., um, God, God used me and he, he, he actually gave me, a, 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 I think it, it was a gift of prophecy and it was a, like a gift of a word of knowledge because we were praying for people and, and got, and Chino had preached about activating the, the gifts of the spirit to them. And we brought a bunch of people up front and we were just going, I was just going through praying, activate in the name of Jesus and be with them and just kind of like uplifting them in prayer, but not like in specific, but I walked by one lady and I was like, okay, I'll just keep walking because all of a sudden I'm not thinking about anybody, but when I looked at her, God told me, God told me that she is going to be used for healing and that she has the gift of healing and that, that as she's, she's um, uh, sorry, that she was praying and, and that God is healing her, but that he's also healing her and making her new so that he can use her in the gift of healing. And I was like, okay. And I kind of walked by. I was like, yeah, no, no, uh, that was me. That's just making stuff up. And I walked away and I walked by and I was like, oh. and he said it again. And I was like, oh, no, it's not. No, I don't know. I don't want to talk to her. And then it was the Spanish service. So I was like, oh, uh, I can't speak Spanish that well. So I could if I needed to, but I don't want to. So 
I was kind of hoping she didn't understand English, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna go over and ask. So I went over and I asked her, and I was like, do you understand English? And she's like, yes. And then that was the moment where I was just like, I have to tell her what God told me. And I just, I just spoke over her and I just told her, I said, God is healing your heart from all the things that he is doing. Um, everything that you've been through, it's for a purpose. And it's because he's going to use you for the gift, with the gift of healing. And I walked away. I don't know her name. I don't know what it meant to her or whatever. But if God tells you to do something, you do it and you let God do the rest because that's what he wants. So there's just times and things, and that's my testimony of how like God just built faith up in me, obedience up in me, action up in me. He's still building it up in me. That's the strongest and hardest one. And, and we're all in this journey. And, um, you know, some of us, we're in the journey of, of where we're just discovering, and we need to find faith. And... And sometimes some of us are in, in the journey where we know these things are real and we know God is real, but God is asking us to be obedient. And then some of us, we're already there. And God is just saying, hey, wake up. Start taking action. This is, this is, this is for, for others, for people to understand who I am. To lift people up to encourage people, to get people to understand who Jesus Christ is and how he can, he can, like he's changed my life, he can change your life. And I understand that even that in this moment, that there's probably maybe some people that are even way, even before that, where they, they don't even have salvation. Maybe, maybe they need to come to faith just for salvation, obedience and action in that. They don't have a, a, a relationship with, with Jesus Christ. We're all on different journeys. We're all in different times in this life and what God has called us to do. But we're all here doing it together. So uh, I know that today was a lot of teaching with a little bit of fun at the end where I explained and talked about my crazy. Uh, but God is real. And these gifts are real. And... Uh, I, th I think that uh, Pastor Chino has made it very clear that our mission is, is to inform you guys and activate you guys so that you can understand the fullness of who Jesus Christ is and your relationship with Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. We hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media platforms at My Greater Church.